On this episode of The Playbook, I have Rob Barker, CEO of Precor and General Manager of Peloton Commercial, and we're gonna set sail with whatever winds blow, and we are going to show you how, no matter what happens, you can end up better than you anticipated. Join me for all of this and more on The Playbook. This is Entrepreneur's The Playbook, where each week I bring you some of the greatest athletes, celebrities, and entrepreneurs to talk about their personal and professional playbook to success and what made them champions on the field and in the boardroom. I'm your host, David Meltzer. I have the brand new CEO of Precor, but more importantly, the general manager of Peloton Commercial, Rob Barker. Welcome to the playbook. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm looking forward to spending some time with you. It's great. You know, this is a very uh, recent acquisition, pre-core to Peloton, and who would have ever thought that the pandemic would end up being and bringing blessings to in this world? And I'm sure, just like me being in the sports world, that, you know, March of last year hits and, you know, there's probably some explicit words that came through at least your mind, if not your mouth, uh, about what we were going to do. So I'd love to take you back to the beginning of COVID and get your mindset when you found out that pretty much almost every gym in the world was going to be closed. Yeah, it's a great place to start. It seems like you're asking me to think back five years ago, not 12 months ago. It's been dog years, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely dog years. That's a great one. I'm going to steal that if you, if you let me. Of course. Uh, the Yeah, so uh, we just finished a record year in 2019. And like everyone, we were resetting our ambitions and goals and we had great momentum. Uh, I can remember the day I, I was in Vancouver, funny, funny enough, Vancouver in Canada, uh, meeting our um, owners who are in uh, Arcteryx, one of our sister brands. So I was up at Arcteryx's office, but we were going through the prequel stuff and we had momentum. And I can remember the industry report just came out and there were like 16 categories and we had grown share in all but one of them. So it was like, hey, this year's going to be great. We had kicked it off for the sales group. And then by the time I get back, my phone's blowing up and everything's shutting down. And uh, yeah, our first worry was actually supply chain, not demand. We were, I can, I can remember driving to Vancouver, worried about supply chain from some of our Asian components or that. We didn't realize we were in for a year's worth of lockdown. So yeah, uh, and then, of course, you're going, you know, it's like, it's really weird because you're not prepared for that. Um, and there's no module at business school that you can't, or in a previous job, I did the COVID two years. <laughs> it's like, at the same time, you, I felt like my whole life I've been preparing for this because your values and your moral compass. So it's like really yin and yang. Every day had that weird kind of up feeling of, I've never done it before, but hold on a minute. My moral compass and my values are kicking in and I've lived those forever. So we should be able to get through this somehow. And, you know, that's great for your own mindset, but you had so many employees and people relying on you. How were you able to communicate or inspire uh, the others around you to have that similar mindset that, you know what, things have changed, accelerated in some respect, uh, but we're prepared for this as a company, as a whole, what were some of the things that you did as a leader to inspire those people that 
may not have had the same confidence that you had. Yeah, uh, that was a great one. Get out there first, so be very visible. And um, even using some of the tools that we had but didn't really use much, such as uh, some of the team streaming, video conferencing, get the whole company on. Uh, I We set all the, this up so that anyone in the company could ask me a question live, even anonymously through uh, the chat function. So they felt that they could really ask the tough questions directly to the leader and the leadership. So accessibility is a big deal. And telling it straight, uh, with with rational optimism. So the one that we we immediately kicked into controlling the mindset, <clears throat> and just a bit like a sports, you know, you hear these sports people saying, "Well, I can't control the competition, but I can control myself." And so we we kind of tried to just focus a bit more internal, like that. What can we control? Mindset was the first one. So we talked a lot about that as a company. Super smart. Well, one of the other things that you're known for with Precore, and I'm sure helped the valuation of, uh, you know, the Peloton acquisition, you've been known and, you know, as someone who's a customer of yours and utilized it for years and years is you have a reputation as a company to listening to your customers for your inspiration. You really are customer centric, uh, the evolution of, you know, different, uh, equipment that you've done. It seemed to me that you always were on the cutting edge because, you know, as you have these, you know, people who utilize your equipment, you were listening to them for what inspired them and where to go, which doesn't surprise me as you and Peloton have married because both are very customer centric in providing value uh, to that. You internalize that as well. Your customer at that uh, first time became your own employees. But then it seemed as if you started listening to the customers outside again to figure out how best to maximize the change. What were some of the things that you were hearing and how did you react to the customer uh, throughout COVID? Yeah, the, the customers wanted help. Um, and then, so in business to business, we obviously have our customer and our customers' customers. So the members of the uh, the gyms and fitness centers and in the hotel, education-based places, multifamily. You know, of course, the operators were struggling, so they wanted clear guidance on um, safety protocols, cleaning protocols, financial, you know, um, helping them steer them through the financial liquidity issues that they're going to have. And then the, the end exercises, really getting close to them, and they were saying that, Actually, health and fitness is going up in importance in their mind because of this COVID challenge, but they just don't have the accessibility like they used to. Obviously, companies like uh, Peloton almost were the other side of that, where you've got this hyper demand of Peloton triggered by COVID, but uh, the habits about kind of caring about your personal well-being and also the convenience, you know, that's number one thing, funny enough, for most health clubs is... Uh, uh, when when uh, prospective members are asked, why did you join? It's convenience and accessibility come out number one. So it's not surprising that the home side picked up a lot too. So And then the members are really telling us now. So right here, right now, it's about the omni-channel consumption of fitness. And that's, that's not a new trend that's been going in every industry. So that's if people want to work out where they want to work out with the best possible content in their pocket. 
And it, whether it's at home, at the office, you know, a hotel, if you're a road warrior and you're out, uh, you know, hitting the roads, uh, you just want to bet you want the best life wherever you go. So that's, that's kind of what they're telling us now. And listening to the consumer's inspiration leads me to understanding what inspires you. A lot of times, you know, we can't find outside of ourselves mm. what we can't find inside of ourselves. So I'd love to know, you know, what really inspired you through COVID or what inspires you today? Yes. So my the first thing was I've had this personal kind of feeling that more people, more active, more often was, you know, it's just like a bit like of a calling really you know i just knew that the world was going to be a better place if people moved and i didn't know how i was going to fit into that when i was young when i was 16 and I, it was first occurring to me but um i managed to fit into the industry which is great uh, and then the other thing is winning with others you know winning alone is great but it's nothing like winning with others and you know all the great memories that you have of, of anything great you always think of the people and the smiles and the hugs and the celebrations and so winning with others and so you think right okay you put those two together keep keep true to those things and um uh, it's very hard for COVID to, to COVID to push any of those things out of your heart and your head and then you just keep and then that the other thing is the rational optimist so we talked a lot about actually being rational and not over or under seeing this thing a lot of people in the early days said oh this is going to be a tough three or four months and we were like it looks to me like it could be 18 months this thing it's going to take you know herd immunity whether one way or the other it takes that long so we were like no this thing's going to be longer but will it end yeah it will end and so that was a big deal too is uh, having a rapture a rational optimist and there's a great youtube video of a guy called sean Aker, the happiness advantage that ted talks it's like 13 minutes that changed my life because he he was saying you put happiness before success not after and if you do that it's a, you become more successful by doing it so yeah, i have to give that guy credit for steering me in the right direction yeah, I, I love that as well. I came up with my own definition of happiness to enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of my own potential as that happiness to put happiness ahead of any outcome or attaching my emotions to that outcome. Uh, no, you definitely are a celebrant. You know, you love to celebrate other people's success. You love to elevate others, to elevate yourself, which your whole career, it seems as if you've been able to do. You've also built some great leaders uh, within all the organizations and careers that you've had. And now as general manager of Peloton Commercial, there's a lot more great leaders that you'll develop and a lot more people to inspire. What advice would you give to the younger leaders now uh, within your organization or team in order to develop their leadership skills? The, the, the fun, that's the funnest part of the job. The best thing someone will ever say to me is, wow, you're so lucky to have a great team and you go yeah i am lucky and and that's that's the perfect thing they get. so young people uh own your own personal development lots of people expect to get it from hr or their boss but once every six months or once a month on a plate you know the person that's staring back at you when you're cleaning your teeth in the morning is the one who's going to sort it out first and you own it yourself so firstly ownership you are your own corporate athlete 
and you are your own coach and that, and then be hungry to for personal growth and constantly be reading and stealing and in this wonderful world now where you can go and get the world's best talks online for free you've basically got the world's best coaches out there and then actually seek someone who's a bit more experienced to help configure and curate all this incredible content into some kind of pathway and finally follow your passion always follow your passions life's too short not to be going for your passions and you'll be better at things you're passionate about so those things uh that's what i'd say to someone and through that philosophy of you know the desire the passion to be what you must be and utilize that in an accountable way to personally develop yourself to help other people uh you as a company have also helped many uh charities causes etc and today obviously social justice is such a huge and important issue that we're facing and it seems to me that precor and now uh, as general manager of peloton commercial that you as a company have uh, a great response and participation in this type of movement to create equities uh, that we've been working you know for over a century on or more uh, especially in america um, what types of things are you doing in response to and participation with the social justice issues that have arisen recently? Yeah, and prior to the acquisition, we had a pre-call Gibbs program that was very active in the community. And then to join Peloton uh, recently and to be part of a company that's committed $100 million to address that is incredible. And I think you could really sum it up by saying, if you see inequality, you put yourself in the shoes of the person who's suffering that inequality. It's the silence of your friends, which must be the most disappointing, not your enemies, but to be oppressed and treated in a very in unequal way. The silence of your friends must be the killer that, you know, thing. And so as friends and a force for good, it's incredibly important that you make a stance and you put your name down on it and you, and you be an agent of change, not just an observer. And there's, there isn't a company I don't think that's doing it uh, any better than Peloton. They're doing it such a nice job and I'm proud now to wear the Peloton badge on my shirt. You know, there's uh, something I need to point out because there's so much rhetoric, rhetoric and even beyond the silence of a corporation uh, when there's marketing and halo effect marketing mm -hmm. and different amplification of messaging for great causes. But it's very rare uh, for a company like Precor and Peloton, who not only isn't silent, but they're putting their money. Right. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of companies, they say one thing and we've seen it historically in the tobacco industry, for example, and other industries where they talk the talk. But when the money was put onto the line, they still were, you know, selling, uh, selling something that, that uh, they didn't represent. And I really uh, want to applaud both Precor and Peloton for putting their money where their mouth is uh, beyond just not being silent. So uh, a lot of companies out there should 
take an example of what it takes to truly create social change and an impact, uh, which you personally as a leader and the company does so well. Just to finish up real quote, you've been through so many extraordinary journeys. You've had such extraordinary success and no, you know, no more than the acquisition itself, but I can't imagine what the next 12 months after the year of reflection of 2020, now we're in the year of decisions, you seem to be an extraordinary decision maker. Do you have any quotes uh, that you could share with us that maybe you live by or you'd like to share with us? Well, I touched on them before. I think it's the mindset of a rational optimist. Uh, we are very lucky people um, to have the opportunities that we do compared to the average you know, human on, on the planet when all the things that you know, go through. So once we've delivered all this luck and opportunity, you should really scoop it up with both hands and just go for it. So I would say the things that got me where I was rational optimist, seek to treat others in the way in which you should be treated yourself. And I know that's said often, but if you actually do it consistently, it's amazing how many people want to be on your team or work in your company or just be part of something. Uh, mutual respect and the overwhelming returns of sharing. Now, every human's got incredible potential. So how do you find it? How do you develop it? And then once that does, how do you share in the joy of that? And then just always be hungry to be the best version of yourself every day. That's another thing. You know, if you can, no matter what day you've had, if you can finish a day feeling you've developed somewhere, you've won. And I, I think life ends up, the older I get, the more I realize life ends up just being a lot of one, one day or moments that you're putting in line. So you have to be, be that every day. And then also once you do that, I think the winds like of COVID is a good one, but the winds of business, they can blow in your face and make it hard or they can be on your back pushing you forward. But uh, it doesn't really matter which way they're blowing as long as you have that personal drive and that personal commitment to things that can never be taken off you. It's, it's quite an empowering thing, actually. It means you can get through anything. And you certainly have. Rob Barker knows how to set his sails to success no matter what direction the wind is blowing. I appreciate all the great wisdom and your playbook to success. Rob Barker is the CEO of Precor, the general manager of Peloton Commercial, sharing all these great lessons for life for all of us. But I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Playbook as much as me. On a personal note, I just wanted to thank everyone for making The Playbook such a success. Don't forget to continue it by sharing, subscribing, and listening to your favorite episodes. This is Dave Meltzer with The Playbook.